Acts chapter 4. This was in one of our readings a few days ago, so it's probably fresh on some of your mind if you've been reading along through the book of Acts. I love Acts chapter 4. It's, it's one of my favorites. In particular, verse 12. But tonight, we're going to be in just in verses 13 and 14. Just two short little verses here in Acts chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. While everybody's turning, I'll give you guys a heads up. There's an excellent uh, uh, interview that uh, David Eubank does with the president of Fuller Seminary. It's about an hour long. Uh, I've posted it on our on the Facebook page, a link to it, so you can go. Uh, I would encourage you to listen to it if you have time, maybe while you're driving down the road. It was a real blessing to me. Ernest mentioned it to me a few days ago, and I listened to it this morning while I was working on some stuff, and uh, he just really gives some good insight into what they what they do, and it's just He's just real about what he goes through, what he feels, what his struggles are, uh, and how God has just worked uh, through his family and, and delivered them so many times throughout the year. So it's really good. So uh, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, if, you, if you're not on Facebook, you can ask me and I'll send you a link to it. But I wanted to uh, tell you guys about that before, um, before I forgot. All right, let's pray and we'll jump in. Father God, I pray that you just would... Help me not to be worried about things of the world tonight. Help me not to be stressed about uh, things in life, that just normal things that come up, dear Lord. Help all of us not to be stressed or worried about those things. But God, in these few minutes, that there will be something good from your word, dear Lord. Your word is always good if we, if we listen to it, if we dig through it, if we read it, if we hear it, dear Lord. So let us do that tonight. If anybody came in here with worries and stresses, God, I pray that you, they would just give them to you tonight. And just for a few minutes that you keep us focused, that you keep me focused, dear Lord, that you just let the Holy Spirit speak through my mouth tonight, that you just do the work. And I, God, I just, uh, I just humble myself before you and pray that you uh, forgive my pride. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. And I pray that you would just do the work uh, through me tonight and through your word. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. What had happened in the verses before these verses we're looking at tonight, and Mr. Thomas, he'll amen that I'm going to give a big, long introduction. He did that yesterday at the apartments. I made a comment on about my lengthy introductions, how long they were, and he, biggest amen I think I've ever gotten, any sermon I've ever preached. So I'm going to give one of these lengthy introductions tonight for Mr. Thomas, since I know he loves him so much. <laughs> what had happened in the verses before this... <laughs> what had happened... And the verses before this is that Peter and John were going out and doing uh, the work of the Lord. And Jesus Christ had ascended back to heaven and he had sent his disciples to go out and do the work. And they were doing the work and the Holy Spirit had come on the people. And it was just a beautiful thing for me to imagine this community of people all selling their things and living together and, and working together. And sometimes I think, well, surely that's not what God wants us to do. And then sometimes I think, well, maybe that's exactly what God wants us to do, as extreme and uh, uncomfortable as that would be. Uh, I have to think that when I look at those texts, and maybe God will reveal to me what I need to know or what I miss or should do or shouldn't do, but that's beside the point. But... The disciples are going out and, and people are being reached and uh, Peter and John see this lame guy sitting there beside one of the gates that they walk up to and they heal him in the name of Jesus. 
Of course, this caused a, an uproar among the people who didn't want to hear the name of Jesus. They didn't want Jesus to be preached. And so uh, they arrested Peter and John and they brought him in. And, and they spoke boldly before uh, the people who were accusing him. And they were just telling them the gospel. They were just saying, hey, look, here's what happened. There was a lame man who was healed, by the way, they said. And we healed him by the name of Jesus, whom you guys all wanted to get rid of and killed and died on a cross. But God raised him again. And so they're making their point known. They're not saying, oh yeah, we did the work, we're so good, but they're pointing everything back to Jesus. And so uh, this is um, uh, Peter and John here kind of giving an account, uh, and this is, this is talking about what transpires as they are arrested for these good works that they have done. Verse 13, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were were undereducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in response. Now, first thing we notice here in this passage is that Peter and John had great boldness. That's one of the things I like about this passage is that those who are, who are trying to condemn them, who are against them, they're not, they're not stepping back. They're not taking a step back. They are just preaching the gospel. They are saying, Jesus is with me, and I'm going to stand on that truth and on the power of Jesus Christ. And if that means to me be, uh, for me being uh, arrested or imprisoned or beaten or whatever that's going to lead to, as you see a few verses later that they are beaten and they rejoice that they are worthy enough to be beaten because of the name of Jesus and because of doing his work. And that is some kind of boldness that they have to stand before these people and say, we trust in Jesus Christ and we are going to do his work no matter what anybody says or what anybody does. But look, when the people observed them, they observed that Peter and John were undereducated and untrained men. Isn't that interesting? It's not that, that Peter and John, at least in their eyes, they, they weren't very well educated. Maybe not uh, in, in, in book smarts. Maybe they didn't have a big fancy degree. Maybe they didn't study uh, to be a rabbi like some of the higher-ups of the day. In the eyes of the people who saw Peter and John, they were uneducated, untrained men. And that's good stuff. You know, oftentimes God just uses normal people to do stuff. And that's good news for, for me, for sure, because I'm just a normal person. And it's easy for me to look at other people and say, boy, if I could just do what they could do, if I just had the gift that they could have, God could use me, but God can't use me. Well, this verse says that that's not true right there because Peter and John, uh, they were undereducated. They were untrained, at least in the eyes of the world, but they weren't undereducated and they weren't untrained because <laughs> of all the people to educate and to train them, they were trained by Jesus Christ himself. And so they spoke with that boldness because they had been taught by the master because they were disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we don't ever need to feel, and maybe sometimes we do, that we're not smart enough or we're not strong enough or we're not educated enough or we don't know the Bible uh, good enough and we're not scholars in it. Well, guess what? None of us are scholars. And as long as we're on this earth, there are always things, I believe at least, that we will learn from the Bible. And so take what you know. You don't have to know it all to be able to be uh, effective for reaching people for Christ. You don't have to be a scholar to go out and tell somebody that Jesus Christ loved them and died for them so that they could receive the grace of salvation. 
And sometimes I think the devil wants to, to make us think, well, you gotta, you got to be a scholar before you can go out and do the work. Just preach the Word. Just teach the Word as best you can. Just pray about it and let the Holy Spirit do the work. And just tell them the truth. That's what Peter and John did. They told them the truth, the simple truth, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He's the one who this healing power was through. And they just spoke the truth. They were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Now, the first thing we notice there is that maybe they weren't well-educated, but they still were, were doing God's work. The second thing is, is because of the work that they were doing, those around recognized that they were Jesus' disciples. And the same is true for you and I in a little different context than what it was written. But I think the core of, of what's being said there can apply to you and I. By the works that we do and the way that we carry ourselves out and the way that we take a stand or do things for God or stand up or preach and teach the gospel, people around us should be able to see and they should know that, hey, we are a disciple of Jesus Christ. We don't walk in the flesh with Jesus like Peter and John did, but we are still a disciple of Jesus Christ. We are still following his examples. We are still following his teachings just as Peter and John were doing as they were going out and preaching and teaching to people that they encountered. So that's what we do as Christians. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we go out and preach and teach to people we encounter. And when we preach and teach and take a stand for Jesus, the world will see, just as the people of this day saw, these men, or in our case, these men and women, are disciples of Jesus Christ. Are people seeing that and saying that when they see you taking a stand for Jesus? Are we taking a stand for Jesus? Are there times that we could stand up for Jesus, stand up for somebody else? Are there times that we could share the gospel in a way that God has opened that door and presented that to us, but we just can't quite get the courage built up to do that for whatever reason? Are there times that God is calling us to speak with boldness, just like he did Peter and John, but we are missing that? And we don't want to miss those opportunities because, one, somebody that we're going to be encountering directly may get to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sins. But, two, those who are around will also see us and they will see that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And who knows what kind of effect we could have on their life. In verse 14, And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in response. That's one of my favorite parts of this whole text is that those who were watching, those who were opposed to Jesus Christ, they were speechless. There was nothing they could say in response to the mighty work that God had done. And it's the same in our life. How many times have you experienced something that God has done in your life and you're just speechless? You, just, you don't even know what to say. You, what can you say? How many times uh, does this happen in our world that perhaps those who are enemies of Christians come against them? And how many times do we use God's word or we uh, say something the Spirit leads us to say and it leads our, uh, those who come against us speechless? There are times where that happens in our uh, very life. And that's what happened through Peter and John is they did a work for the Lord and those who were coming against them were left speechless. Because when you see God's power, what else can you say? And we need to remember that when we go out and when we do God's work, that God is with us. And the same Holy Spirit that indwelled in Peter and John is the same Holy Spirit that indwells in us. And sometimes God calls us to places. God calls us to people. God calls us to minister in certain ways. And we need to be willing to be bold like Peter and John were. 
We need to be willing to step up and say, look, we serve Jesus Christ and it's through him that we have grace and forgiveness of sins. It's through him that we do these works. And when the world see, sees the works that we do as Christians through Jesus Christ, I believe it'll have an impact on this world. I just can't, it, it can't not. If people see love and kindness and compassion, how can it not have an impact on this world? Sure, there are going to be some people that are just going to reject it. There are going to be some people that are going to be opposed to it. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that if they experience the love of Jesus Christ, if they hear the good news, if they see us living it out, it'll have an impact on their life. The question is, are we living it out? Are we preaching the gospel? And are we having impacts where God is calling us to? And if we're not, we need to start. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these good words, and I pray that you would just help me to have that kind of boldness, God. I pray that you would help me to uh, be willing to stand against those who reject you, God, those who oppose your word, dear Lord. Help us to know exactly what to say and what not to say, dear Lord. Maybe there are times where we don't need to say much, or maybe there are times where we need to say a lot, but God, help us to be patient when we come uh, against those who may oppose us, dear Lord. Help us to speak the truth, but to speak it in love, not to not to be condemning, not to be argumentative, not to be hateful, not to, to fuss and feud, dear Lord. We do have to speak the truth. You call us to that, God. But help us to do that in a way that's going to be going to be beneficial for your kingdom, dear Lord, in a way that we're going to be able to connect with the people we're trying to reach. God, that we're not going to turn them away, but that they're going to see a love and a grace and a patience. And God, help us to be patient with them, dear Lord, and just open those doors for us. And when you do, help us to walk through them so that we can be bold for you. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.